0: Are you ready? Did you read the script? I, it, there's I, a script? I
1: glanced, and, oh. and I became overwhelmed, Oh. and I went, oh, Cash, oh. Cash, you're oh. going to make me work. Oh. It's Monday. Oh. You know what motivation I have today? No donut today. No. Now, nah, if it wasn't for the fact there was coffee waiting for me, I'd to
0: quit. Uh, you got five days till donut day. Four now. Well, four and a half. Yes. We should have donut day. Mm -hmm. We have free lunch day, which is better.
1: Yeah, and it's usually healthier, but not always.
0: Oh, no, no, no.
1: (laughs) You know, down the street by Costco is a a donut store that has some of the most insane donuts you have ever seen. I had the creme brulee donut to die for. What about the bacon donut? Oh, and the bacon bar is so awesome with real bacon. Oh, it's so oh, good. Just insane donuts. Mm-hmm. They have, oh, I got him the Homer. Oh, it's oh. this big round pink with the, spark, the sprinkles and stuff.
0: Yeah, it looks exactly like a Simpsons donut.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Except it's the size of like eight donuts.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it comes in its own box. But Oh my gosh, they're so good.
3: Don't want to hear about them until you bring them in.
1: <laughs> oh, I might have to do that then. Okay, fine. See how that works? Mm-hmm. Better I bring them in to you because... Because
3: uh, <laughs> I'm the one that can pull the volume on your mic down. <laughs> well,
1: there's that. But I'm not buying any more clothes right now.
2: I want to buy more clothes. I just want smaller
1: sizes, not bigger. Well, yeah. Oh, that's it. Uh, anyways, it's discouraging. I, I, um, I saw a meme on uh, Facebook. That I, I put it on my page, and it says, um, I'm allergic to food. I break out in fat. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed appropriate.
0: My cellulite's not cellulite. It's cellul-heavy. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do mosquitoes suck your blood instead of sucking your fat? They don't want to get fat
1: either. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would love mosquitoes. Oh, I know. I'd be uh, Yeah, because, well, something bit the heck out of me. That's true. Yep, here
0: we go. Cash?
1: It. Nope, it wasn't me. <laughs> nope, it wasn't him, unless he's an egg insect. Well, I am, but. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for somebody. I didn't know it was going to be you. He always bugs me. Uh, <laughs> I expected someone else but you to say something about that. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, that was, that was not fun. All right, I'm just gonna count it down. I have to go back to the office. Five, four, three, two, one. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful?
2: I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps.
1: Oh. oh,
3: oh, oh, oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Roof it. What are you thinking, of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm
1: lonely. I'm so terribly lonely.
2: All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining.
1: Oh, if
0: it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists.
1: You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors?
0: Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you.
3: I, I mean, I have to say, when I when I heard that like people actually watch this show, I was I was actually pretty surprised. <laughs>
2: Bernard Sportnine I collect stamps from Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a plenty from Poland but none from Sudan or from Fiji or Uzbekistan
0: Stamp collecting
2: happens when we dream together
1: Happy birthday stamp show Steve Welcome to Stamp Show here today, episode 118.
0: I'm Cash and I don't cook. I'm Scott, neither do I, but I do eat.
3: (laughs) This is Tom.
1: And I'm your host, Dawn. So Scott, Cash, and I have been reading this script and we're all hungry now. If you are on a diet, get ready for some virtual cuisine because... Breaking news. The Mexican food stamps are coming on April 20th. I just saw them on the U.S. post office site. The stamps show pictures of Mexican food and include tamales, flan, sancocho, empanadas, chile relleno, and ceviche.
0: Uh, I made a New Year's resolution not to criticize U.S. stamp designs, but I do have a um, question. What was that
1: one you said? Sanchaco? Sancocho. Sancocho. What is sancocho? Well, funny. You should ask. Sancocho is from the Spanish verb sancochar, which means to parboil. It is a traditional soup or stew from several Latin American cuisines. It usually consists of large pieces of meat, tubers, and vegetables served in a broth. So it's soup. Yes. That's... Or sopa. Zupa. It's just just soup.
0: Fine. Okay never... Z- Zuppa's Italian. Zuppa. Yeah. That's Z- Polish, too. My father and mother used to... My father used to make zuppa for us.
1: I'm sure your mother did, too. And no, I, she... And ma- I'm neither, so
0: I call it soup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's uh, zuppa in Italian? The same thing. Oh, well, that's what my mom made, then.
1: Yes. <laughs> you got the best of both worlds. Well, that's not...
0: That's not Mexican food, though, is it?
1: Also, just for your information, an empanada... Is a stuffed bread or pastry, baked or fried, and made in many countries of Latin America and Spain. The name comes from the Spanish verb empanar, which means to wrap or coat in bread. So is that a calzone
0: or or a beef Wellington? More, See, I'm I'm not getting I'm not more getting,
1: like a calzone actually.
0: I'm I'm not getting the uh, Mexican food sort of vibe here. I'm getting the food vibe. I mean, it it is like a calzone, right?
1: Yeah, it is pretty much like a calzone.
3: Oh, okay. But it's not stuffed with Italian meats. Therefore, it is not a calzone.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, what would a Mexican meat be that wasn't an Italian meat?
2: Other than by a different name?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Not pepperoni. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not salami. (laughs) Mm
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, probably like chorizo or something like that.
0: Which chorizo is pork?
1: It can be pork beef. It's a sausage, but yeah, it's, it's, a sausage it's can...
3: not spiced like an Italian sausage would no. be. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give it to him then. Vastly different taste.
1: Maybe I should just make you take me out for dinner tonight mm. for Mexican. Okay, that we'll, was easy. We'll have some soup and beef Wellington. No, wait, I'm making dinner tonight. Never mind. Now, cerviche is a seafood dish popular in the coastal regions of Latin America and the Caribbean. The dish is made from fresh raw fish cured in citrus juices such as lemon or lime and spiced with peppers and onions. As the dish is not cooked, it must be prepared fresh to minimize the risk of food poisoning. Ooh.
0: Poison- oh boy, raw fish. Po- poisonous raw fish. Yay. <laughs> My <laughs> and, favorite. And you can buy it by the side of the road. My favorite. Ooh. On a hot day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, when I was in en- uh, Ensenada, they had the ceviche little booths, and it's like, you're joking. I'm going to buy
1: food from this thing. <laughs> well, actually, my daughter makes it, and it's excellent. With lime juice and cilantro and onions. and. Is it poisonous? No, it is not. It is incredible. I'll have it if it's and not the poisonous. And acid, the acid from the ci- the citric acid, it mm-hmm. kind of cooks the fish, actually. Oh. So it's not like you know, like uh, um, uh, sushi. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Should leave that one in there. Please do. Pardon me while I turn this down.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, would you want roadside sushi? So um.
0: No, I wouldn't want roadside
3: sushi. I wouldn't yeah. want roadside roadside sushi. Isn't that possum?
1: <laughs> 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 Only if you're from the south. That's Southern Road. <laughs> southern sushi. Road sushi.
3: Oh, I thought that was hard <laughs> or,
1: or You uh, can get
3: possum here. Oh. I've seen plenty of them.
2: Ooh,
1: I don't like those things. They freak me out. Yeah, yeah oh. but
2: usually it's hard to tell them from hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> At least the ones I see.
1: Oh, no. They, they, no, I've seen those. Oh, they look like evil white faced rats and they're scary. I Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. do not like them. At all. Sorry, possums. <laughs> we're not friends. Uh, we're going to lose all our possum listeners. So what's flan? Oh, that's like a custard. And it's so awesome. And the history of flan begins with the ancient Romans. Eggs figured prominently in many Roman recipes. The flan prepared by the ancient Romans was different from the flan eaten today. It was often served as a savory dish, such as eel flan. Ew. <laughs> eel flan. Although sweet flans made with honey were also made, when the Romans conquered Europe, they brought their culinary traditions, including flan, with them.
0: I think they conquered everybody by
1: giving them eel flan.
0: I don't know about eel flan, but I had eel and it was good.
1: I've had eel and oh, it is very good. But I've
0: had eel sushi. I've had flan. The two together is disgusting. Well, so yeah. is that like
3: an eel Eel sushi Is that like mm-hmm. a slice of eel On top of flan Oh
0: no no no! Eel sushi is great Because they I love the little Sauce they put on it They put a great sauce on it
3: Isn't that wasabi No no no
0: no It's sort of like a sweet sauce Yeah
3: That's a, the Because it I doesn't it. taste good By itself uh, It tastes like eel mm-hmm. It's easy I mean, good it, 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 Sorry It's chicken What does it taste like Tastes like eel <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, this doesn't surprise me, actually. It's, um, oh, I saw this program um, about Dolly Madison.
0: The donut maker or the lady?
1: The lady. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I remember. She was making fish ice cream or eel ice cream. No, or... no.
1: It was, no, she wasn't making it. It was um, because ice cream a was. Tragic a... mistake. <laughs> it was kind of a big thing, you know, back in, um, you know, colonial days, you know, to have ice cream. You know, George Washington was a huge fan of it. And uh, when asked what her favorite flavor was, it was oyster.
0: Oh, that's right. Oyster ice cream. I remember. We
1: right. brought
0: that up on a podcast a while ago. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, they, they used to make it with different things. You know, the sweet that we get now you know, wasn't that mm. prominent then. But.
3: Bleh. Well, I have to bring it back around for a second because we just talked about eel tasting like chicken. Or chicken tasting like eel. Actually, it doesn't. It's like, it everybody, has a
1: texture
0: of tick chicken.
3: Everybody no, says doesn't. that things yeah, taste does. like chicken. Yeah. Yes. What does chicken taste like then? Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's what they say about frog legs and, and rabbit. That. Tastes and, like chicken. Well, then what does mm. chicken taste like? If everything mm-hmm. tastes like chicken, yeah. what does chicken taste like?
0: Well, if you go uh, with the matrix scenario, chicken is the default taste that's programmed into us huh yeah wow so like Agent Smith you know go out there and feed him chicken Mr. Anderson
3: it'll be Mr. <laughs> Mr.
1: Mr. Buck Mr. Buck <laughs> dodge this <laughs> now the chili reno is literally a stuffed chili it consists of stuffed roasted fresh poblano pepper named after the city of Puebla where it was invented stuffed with minced meat and cheese and coated with eggs I love that stuff
3: Nope, I'm right out.
1: No, nope, not gonna happen. Huh? Can't
3: get my, can't wrap my head around Chileanos. I've tried them, and I like Mexican food, and that's just not one of them.
1: That's not one of them. Sort of just
0: reminds me of a well, a stuffed pepper or stuffed bell peppers. I've seen those. Makes sense because
3: I don't like those either. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, my uh, my father used to make gunkies, which were stuffed cabbage.
3: I thought you were gonna say it was a stuffed monkey. A
0: stuffed <laughs> monkey. <laughs> Stuffed cabbage, huh? Stuffed he, he, cabbage.
1: Did he stuff the cabbage or did he just use the cabbage leaves and wrap it up?
0: He, he doesn't it, remember. Uh, I was, yeah, whatever. You weren't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. All mm-hmm. I know is that uh, the inside was cool and the outside was cabbage. Um,
3: <laughs> uh-huh. Kind of like an egg roll.
0: <laughs> no, I like the outside of an egg roll. Mm-hmm.
1: A tamale is a traditional Mesoamerican dish made of corn or dough, which is steamed in a corn husk or a banana leaf. The wrapping is discarded before eating. Tamales can be filled with meats, cheeses, fruits, vegetables, chilies, or anything else. So
0: here's the interesting thing that I had about this one is, what w- what's older, Roman flan or Aztec tamales?
3: Aztec flan. Aztec flan.
0: Aztec flan. <laughs> Roman tamales? Roman, ta- no, Rome, Rome made tamale, or Rome made flan. Aztecs made tamales, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Tamales originated in 8,000 to 5,000 BC. The Aztec and the Maya civilizations, as well as the Olmeca and the Tolteca before them, used tamales as portable food, often to support their armies. So tamales are about 4,000 years older than flan.
3: Mm hmm.
0: That's about right. Uh, these, eh. I mean, what do, what do you think of the pictures?
3: They were drawn by my kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and they don't do anything for me.
1: It looks like they should just, you know, it looks, it looks like something maybe up at uh, Del Taco. I'm sorry. No, 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 no.
0: Del Taco would actually show something. These are like very crude drawings. I told you. Like it, I guess it's, it's supposed like, to be like, like a something my kids would draw. artisan or
1: whatever, yeah. but yeah, boring.
2: I mean, it, that appears to me to be a, a in a style of art that is popular in Mexico.
1: True. Oh, it is? Oh.
2: Cheers then. I mean, why why is it on an American stamp when it seems to be promoting Mexican food, Mexican art, and, and, and all of that? Not, not to say that. Because you know, of the, all the Mexican Americans we I, have, here. I understand we have a lot of Mex Americans <laughs> in this part of the country, and 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 nothing against them for that. But it's not really a fully Americanized cultural thing, and that's what our stamps should be.
0: Well, I don't fault them for that, but the stamps do lack a certain. Genesique. Le- Genesique. How do you say it in French? quoi. Oh.
3: Give me tableau. I that's how you say it in French.
0: Right. The pictures do not want me to go out and experiment with Mexican food,
1: to say the least. Okay, but I have a question. I mean, what is the definition of, say, American cuisine?
0: Well, I mean, we just went through that. Flan is Roman. San, Sancoco yeah. is just soup. Empanadas
1: are... Yeah, but... But I don't think you're quite grasping my question. What defines American cuisine? I mean, do we have anything that stands out besides hamburgers? Oh, absolutely. We have... uh,
3: Buffalo burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Except I don't think they made of Americans made them into burgers. uh, Fortune cookies. Try again. Mm
0: -hmm. Pizza. The way that we eat pizza is totally American. But uh, again, it's not
1: an American. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Hmm. A solid American food.
1: Yes. Fried
3: chicken?
0: No, it, it right. has to be like some some food that only grows in the United States.
3: Okra. Okra.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's on a stamp already, right? <laughs> uh,
0: unfortunately. Yeah, that's, in
3: the, that's in the farm stand stamps.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I think that's the winner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okra. As American Is okra.
1: Yep. Oh, corn actually is kind of, yeah. but... Well, but corn was, corn is
2: something that's native to all of the Americas, is Yeah, it? that's true.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Not just the United States.
1: Yeah, and the same with tomatoes. They were imported to yeah. Europe. Nope, I think okra is the winner. Mm-hmm. So that's why we don't Flout. have any... Catfish. Kind of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: I'm trying to think of what no, else have, would be native.
1: They have cat uh-huh. catfish
0: and well, anything that can move is going to be, at least in Canada. Let's say,
3: wait, native. Our next our next set of stamps that's on the picture. Oh yeah, apples, fruit. fruit. Yes, here we go. <laughs> Yay! Let's talk
0: about our American fruits mm-hmm. and nuts.
1: <laughs> so we have the new pear
3: shape. The new pear shape. Pear shape. Were we talking yeah, about that, clothes fitting earlier?
1: Yeah, we. Yes, yes, and I am pear shaped, so yeah. Okay, yeah. take two. So we also have the new pear stamp that has come in uh, sheet form. We have grapes and a pear and an apple, but you know what we don't have? What
3: don't we have?
1: We don't have jackfruit.
3: You don't have jack.
1: We haven't got jackfruit. Nope. Yeah, uh, he was a. Sorting through some stamps, and uh, we saw um, a souvenir sheet from the Philippines, and it had jackfruit, it. and of course I had to go Google that because I'm like, what is that? Oh, I had no idea. I favorite,
0: mean, I, favorite
3: I've, favorite fruit of Jack Sparrow. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen this stamp. Uh, it's Philip. Uh, the souvenir sheet is Philippines uh, Scott number 3082. It was issued in 2006, and it shows bananas and coconuts. And it shows jackfruit. So we had no clue what jackfruit is, so we well, did you know, a little research. But you know, also it's
2: it's p- funny that I came in this morning and you said, Hey, Scott, go look and see what a jackfruit is. Because yesterday, <laughs> literally so. yesterday, I was down in Camp Pendleton at the commissary, and they had jackfruit
1: really and not just
2: cut up jackfruit they had whole jackfruit
1: they had the <laughs>
2: they had the whole jack the know, 40 know, 50 pound jackfruit
1: because I want to get one I want one yeah I was telling him I want one i want to I want to see one and I want to do something with well
0: it. I read the description and it sounds great but Steve just left he said that they don't smell so good
2: that's not really true he must have been thinking of durian.
1: Oh, you might have been thinking of durian. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Those, those are, those, yeah. But
2: uh, supposedly, if you get a nice ripe jackfruit, they taste kind of like bubble gum.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, if you use the green ones, you for can chicken. use. It chicken. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like chicken. <laughs> well, what I read was the green ones can um, be used as a meat substitute. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yes, they are high in protein as mm-hmm. well as vitamin C and, and other things. But. Um, the green ones are not really ripe. You want yellow with brown spots mm-hmm. to, to truly be ripe.
0: Well, we were looking at it and it sounds like the jackfruit is just like this super food that, you know, it's just like going to save the planet. I mean, it's so great. Yeah, but you don't want to
2: walk under the tree that has
0: ripe jackfruit <laughs> you'd be taking your life in your hands
2: like one walking under things, a coconut tree right All those things well, these are worse I mean these coconuts are... at most weigh what four or five pounds and they, they have a hard yeah. shell these things weigh f- anywhere from 50 and I think uh, the world record is like 154 pounds
1: <laughs> man these things are massive hanging from a tree you could feed the whole family on that puppy. and they
2: drop from the tree when
0: they're ripe ooh <laughs> yeah, let's not stand under that Well, give us some uh, jackfruit statistics here, why don't you? I just gave you one Yeah, yeah but I, I put him in this script So we, we let's not uh, Oh, Don has to come up with these Yeah, oh. let's, uh, okay. let's make pretend that we're uh, not reading from a script here And just come up with this
3: okay. okay
1: The jackfruit is a species of tree in the fig, mulberry, and breadfruit family It's native to parts of South and Southeast Asia. The jackfruit tree can produce about 100 to 200 fruit in a year and are about the size of small watermelons. Or it sounds like big watermelons. Big Mm -hmm. watermelons. Or big watermelons. Actually,
0: they're bigger than big watermelons.
2: I saw a
1: picture of them. They're scary looking. They're so huge. But a tree can
0: produce 100 to 200 of these things?
1: Yeah. Those are big trees. Yeah. It is the national fruit of Bangladesh, and they issued a stamp for it also, and so did Malaysia. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a picture of them. There, That's crazy. The word jackfruit comes from the Portuguese jaca, which in turn is derived from the Malaysian language term chaka. The common name of jackfruit was used in 1563, and some centuries later suggested it was named after William Jack, who was a Scottish botanist who worked for the East India Company. But no, it's just a mispronounced chaka. Jackfruit... Oh.
3: I thought maybe it was because when they fell on you, they'd jack you up.
1: Yeah, I no don't too. <laughs> jackfruit was cultivated in India 3,000 to 6,000 years ago. So tamales are older, but flan is
0: newer. So they're right between the two.
1: Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Stingless bees are jackfruit pollinators and as such play an important role in jackfruit cultivation.
0: Uh, no, that wasn't interesting, actually. Then why did
1: you yeah, tell stingless, me that?
3: stingless bees... Yeah. That's okay. interesting.
1: Kinda interesting.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna overrule you on that. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. And why don't we have stingless bees here? Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> the jackfruit also provides a potential solution to countries facing problems with food security, such as in several countries of Africa. The trees are easy to maintain and minimal pruning is required, like cutting off dead branches.
3: And if you try and steal it, it crushes you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's that's because if there's any fruit left anywhere near a dead branch, it just
1: gets,
0: <laughs>
2: it would fall. It gets knocked down.
1: You. Jackfruit has a sweet and fruity aroma. Also, after roasting, the seeds may be an alternative to chocolate aroma.
0: Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see that as smelling there, bad.
2: There, there's a lot of things with the jackfruit that are edible. The 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 fruit itself, when you open it up. Um, they're little pods inside, and inside each pod is a seed, which is actually about the size of a, I don't know, a good pecan, mm. a whole with the shell on. I mean, the seeds are actually quite large, and yes, they are edible if you boil them or roast them or something like that. What
3: kind of like a pomegranate?
2: Yeah, kinda. Um, and then the the fibrous tissue in between the pods is. Uh, it's edible, but it doesn't, it's not supposed to taste very good. And and on a, on a jackfruit that isn't quite ripe, it oozes a substance. They call it latex, but it's like a sap. Very, very sticky. So if you get an unripe jackfruit, the stuff gets on your hands and on your knife and everything else. And it's nearly impossible to get off. (laughs) So um, I was watching a video on how to how to actually cut a jackfruit and they say if you're if you're cutting a green jackfruit or one that you're not sure is completely ripe you should coat your knife in coconut oil and you should also put some on your fingers and your hands so that this latex does not stick
1: oh that's interesting Mm. i can just see myself out in the backyard yeah (laughs) with this huge thing Getting stuck to the concrete with
0: the latex juice. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Help! I can't move. The jackfruit.
1: <laughs> the jackfruit fell on me and then glued me to the ground. <laughs> Ripe jackfruits are sometimes fried and sold as jackfruit chip. Chip. Ripe jackfruits are sometimes fried and sold as jackfruit chips. Yeah, and I like the fact that even the tree itself
0: is usable.
2: Well, you know, in many cultures, it's, it's just like anything else, they they used every part of whatever they took, whether it be a fruit or a tree or an animal. It's like the uh,
0: buffalo of yeah,
2: Southeast the, Asia. Or the, the whales when the Eskimos take a whale, they use every single bit mm-hmm. from the, from the skin to the meat to the bones to everything
0: yeah. gets used. Well, they and use the wood for musical instruments.
1: That's interesting.
0: And uh, then, I guess, the wood turns golden or yellowish, and they make Buddhist statues and fish barrels out of it, which I thought was an odd combination. It's like, we can make a statue or a
1: fish barrel. Yeah. and Well, it says here that the wood of the jackfruit is termite-proof and superior to teak for building furniture. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So... So build your next house out of termites if you live in a termite. <laughs> <laughs> build your house out of termites? <laughs> yes. So
0: where do you get jackfruit?
2: Then get, get, then get jackfruit furniture so they don't eat your furniture.
0: Yeah. Uh, so where do you get jackfruit from other than uh, Camp Pendleton?
2: Uh, I've seen it in, I occasionally see it in Asian markets around here. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, there's some Filipino markets and, and Korean markets and things like that.
1: But yeah, I I looked online to see, and um, you can order it online, or um, specialty stores might carry it. But I want to get my hands on some now, because I, I, I'm intrigued. As am I. We'll have to take a field trip down to Camp Pendleton and <laughs>
2: go buy a jackfruit.
1: Yeah. And you know, because you don't cook. I don't cook. But I do. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> And who's so awesome in the kitchen? You are. That's right. I can do something with that. And I'll report back.
3: Okay. You can buy jackfruit on Amazon. Yeah. Yes, you can. 15 to 18 pound jackfruit. $70. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, $4.67 a pound. Wow.
2: I think in the in the commissary it was uh, around a dollar. I want to say a dollar thirty a pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more around my price. Yeah, the the further away you get from an area where a warmer area where it would either be produced or imported, uh, the more it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. And obviously on Amazon they have to have a yeah. Uh, they're going to have to charge a higher price for something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, makes a little sense. It, it it's not a widely distributed thing, so no, you I have mean, to pay more.
2: Yeah, you, you <laughs> want to go buy it from in the Philippines. It probably grows there. You want
0: yeah, you can probably buy it know, there for
2: ten cents yeah. a pound. If you want, it would probably grow in Hawaii. Yeah. It would probably grow along the coast of Southern California.
0: Well, they um, said they w- it will grow in Africa, and that's a good yeah. place to put it. Yeah. Yes, that's true.
1: And so, in, if any of the listeners have any uh, jackfruit recipes, I'm interested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe it grows on Madagascar. They have some weird-looking trees on Madagascar. Oh, yeah. That's a cool-looking place. Yeah, we had uh, lunch with Stan Iceland today. No. A-
1: yeah,
0: so you missed it. But we were talking about Madagascar in East Africa there. Which, if you... Re- Here's a trivia fact because I know Don knows it. So, uh, Tom. Yes. uh, Madagascar is right off the coast of Africa. But who discovered it?
3: The lemurs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) King Julian and his tribe, right? See, that was right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. King Julian. Actually, it was discovered by people from Borneo who sailed across. I mean, it's like right next to Africa but the Africans didn't discover it the Polynesians did yeah yeah Just an interesting
3: is it visible off the coast of Africa
0: no it is not that's the thing it's over 77 miles or 70 you're you're the navy man scott how how far can you see before the horizon uh dips 28 off 28 miles oh well, it's further than 28 miles fair enough yeah i, I was going
3: to say if you can see it off the coast it would like say well the you know, higher up you are the yeah. further you can see
0: yeah Oh, that's an interesting one we saw. Um, what what was seen first? Antarctica or the planet Uranus? Seen by whom? Well, an, astro- an astrologer or an explorer.
3: <laughs> Wouldn't it be an astronomer?
0: An astronomer or an explorer?
3: I'd probably say... Uranus was discovered before Antarctica. Yep, Mm -hmm.
0: 30 years before Antarctica. When they discovered Uranus, they still did not know that Antarctica existed. We knew more about the far, far away space than we did about the South Pole.
1: Well, the same could be said about uh, our oceans. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is so much of our oceans that are not explored, and we can't explore. Not yet.
0: There have been more people who have walked on the moon... That have then have been to the bottom of the Mariana's Trench.
1: Mm-hmm. Not only
0: that, there have been four times more people.
3: <laughs> have they actually got a person to the bottom of the Mariana's Trench?
0: Yep, they did in 2014 well, or thirteen. I thought it was twelve. F- f- okay, yeah, two thousand twelve. Uh, two guys went down in a uh, bell that, and then when they got to the bottom, uh, one of
1: their windows cracked, so they came up real quick. Mm-hmm. Well, not too quick because you know the bends and all. Yeah, but yeah, they had to. When you're
3: down when you're down that far, they they bring you up and they go into a saturation right, chamber anyway. Yeah. So my yeah, uncle so was for... a commercial diver. Yep. I've seen pictures of him in the sat chambers for like days on end.
0: Oh, it's amazing though how deep it, a person can go down I forget what it is, you know, the record oh. I think is like seventy feet or something like that. A turtle can go down like two thousand feet. It's like, how the heck do these things? You know, how does an ang- anglefish survive at whatever thousands of feet down there depths that
3: would crush a human body?
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why why don't they get crushed?
2: Well, I don't know if you've been to a an Asian market, but a lot uh, sometimes you'll see that they have fish, and the eyes are just popped right out of their heads. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's because these are deep water fish and when you bring them up the lower pressure pushes their eyeballs out. Oh. Mm-hmm.
3: They get the bends. They get yeah, the bends. They do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Poor fishies. Aww. Oh fishy fishy fishy.
2: I mean it all has to do with
3: where what you're
2: used to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: No, my uncle would go out for like three weeks at a time. And they get pressurized. They stay in the saturation chamber. They get in the bell. They go down. They work for eight or 10 or 12 hours, whatever it is. They come up. The next group gets in. They go down. And, and then when all the work's done, they sit and read books for days, wow. just desaturating. <laughs> wow.
1: Okay, since we weren't talking about science, um, anybody see the SpaceX launch?
3: Nope. <gasps> the, I, did it blow up?
1: No, no, it, no it did no. not. Oh.
3: <laughs> that would be exciting. It's uh, SpaceX has launched before.
1: Yeah, well, this time they launched, this is the second time they reused um, um, the thing.
0: They can't see your hand. I know they that. can't
1: see my hand. Um, they the used main the, part of the rocket, oh, they, they were able to recover it, they, right. and they refurbished they it, and sh- they reused it. They shot the rocket up, mm-hmm.
0: and the whole thing came down and was reusable. Yes. Right,
3: they landed it.
1: Yeah. For the second time.
0: Well, like when you launch the space shuttle, though, the space shuttle comes back, but the two rockets, you know, rarely, or, you know, whatever. Or three. three rockets, yeah.
3: yeah. The two boosters on the side and then the main fuel tank. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So this right here, I guess, is like 100% reusable or something like that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Elon and the company were able to pull that off. and Well, I had to watch it because Travis works for SpaceX. Yeah.
0: I learned all of, and
1: Travis has listened to the podcast.
0: Oh well, that's a big plus. (laughs) (laughs) All the all the best people listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's another podcast called uh, "Things You Should Know," or I'm sorry, "Stuff You Should Know," and uh, they were talking all about Elon Musk and his Hyperloop and how the Hyperloop works. And that's an interesting thing. If you if I want to give a plug to another podcast, Stuff You Should Know, check it out.
3: That's cool technology.
0: It is. Because it, it's interesting. They build this tube, and then they, you basically have a sled that's riding on a cushion of air. No, it's magnetic. No, they have magnets in the side. But the magnets in the side are just so that when the sled passes by, it generates its own electricity.
3: It doesn't actually operate on magnets; it operates on air. I thought I thought it operated on magnets, and it was that's how it got its nope up from the rail.
0: Nope, it just it, it they use the magnets to generate the electricity to power the fans that lift it up. It's like on a um, air hockey table, and all you do is you give it a push. And 35 minutes later, you're in San Francisco.
3: You know what's going to be great? That's going to be built and functional and passing the bullet train before the bullet train is built in California. Oh,
2: well, <laughs> right. You mean this slow speed train that they've got on the mo- no,
0: we're, we're, we're We're moving to Nevada. They have two miles of the Hyperloop built in the desert in Nevada. And they're testing it and stuff. This is something that if it works and it looks like it does... You know, California
3: can, will quash it because it's more important to have high-speed rail to go from Fresno to yeah. <laughs> East Jabib.
0: Well, the thing is, they're talking about it. It's so much easier the, to build than a train because they're going to run it right down the median of the five freeway. It's just going to be right there. It's going to be two tubes, and you and every going to
3: sound just like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they were saying that there's going to be a sled launched every uh, thirty seconds, and you go. Well, won't they collide with each other or something? And you go no, because thirty seconds later, the sled is like twenty miles away. They move so fast.
2: Yeah, but they got to slow down at the other end.
0: Well, yeah, but all (laughs) they do is they turn off the air, and you come skidding to a stop. And then the one behind you jacks
2: into you. (laughs) Uh, Well, jacks your
0: fruit. (laughs) Well, the other thing they were talking about is you know how could you load. A sled in 30 seconds quick everybody jump into the seat you know or, or unload
3: <laughs> or unload yeah well it's not the loading it's how fast they launch i mean yeah you know planes take off from the airport every minute and a half yeah. they're not loading a plane that fast yeah. they're coming from 50 different gates
0: but it, they were talking about long distance still the airplane no question about it the airplane is better but for shorter runs like less than 300 miles Hyperloops are going to start appearing places. Oh, come
3: on. I want to take the hyperloop to like my dad's house in Baltimore, you know, Maryland, <laughs> and to my mom's house in Tennessee. I mean if I can be at San Francisco in thirty six sec thirty six minutes, how fast can I get across the country? Uh, That's faster mm-hmm. than flight. And you can build them underwater.
0: So you don't have to like do any real infrastructure stuff. Just put the tube out go along the coast.
3: Right over the Rockies. <laughs> You go fast enough, they could just shoot you over the Rockies and just aim it so another tube is at the other end and big <laughs> funnel will just catch you. <laughs> like Keep the hot,
0: the little Hot Wheels commercial where the Hot exactly. Wheels fly off the ramp and land on the other end. Exactly. Ramp. <laughs>
3: yeah. Just have a big giant funnel at the other end, catches your, catches your pod as you go. <laughs> Rattles your brain a little bit.
0: Well, we should relate this to stamp collecting, so uh, they probably could move mail on it.
3: Hyperloop stamp. Where yeah, there that? you go. There you go. Put a check mark in that box. Modern and... technology. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> One's like Science Month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We should have that.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to bring it up, but. The uh, Tesla, SpaceX, and the Hyperloop all in a stamp. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I
2: think that ought to be like a multi stamp pane. Oh,
3: that would be mm-hmm. great. Need a fourth one. Tesla. I said Tesla. Mm-hmm. Oh. I said Hyperloop, Tesla, SpaceX.
0: Oh, uh, and then a picture of him.
1: NASA.
3: Of Elon? Yeah.
0: Have a picture of the guy. But he's alive. You but he's to alive. You oh. he can't have Elon on yeah, stamps. You're, right, you're right. Sorry, Elon. Uh, what would you put on the fourth stamp?
1: Astronauts. Yeah.
3: Our podcast. We're the most technologically yeah. <laughs> advanced thing in stamps. Stamp show
0: here today. The Hyperloop, the Tesla, and SpaceX. I agree. We're done. Bye.
1: thank the following for information used in this podcast wikipedia and youtube also check out good friend of the show tony mancuso's website barney's on ebay he sells 19th and 20th century stamps at auction on ebay with many starting as low as a dollar 99 we invite you to check out stampfinder.com the bloomberg of philately with great information on the stamps of the world and their values thank you for joining us for episode 118 This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stampshire Here Today is brought to you by the
2: Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurfs, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today.